You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. What's going on, U.S. Cellular customers? I've got good news, so don't hit skip, at least not yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What is Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like $1,200 off any phone plus $300 off any tablet. No, I didn't just misread that. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular exclusive offers just for you, just to say thank you. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get $1,200 off any phone plus $300 off any tablet. Terms apply. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show, the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. Also, I am officially skipping calls. Um, We've got, I don't know, like 20 or so that came in that are new. And since we're prioritizing the newer calls and not wanting to get stuck, um, and this is probably three days worth of calls, I'm not going to try to even make it back to these other calls. So, um, Aaron, Garrett, Kyle, Steve, Travis, Aaron, Aaron, Trevor, Trevor, Aaron, Jeff, if uh, you guys would like to call back in, these were calls from uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. If you had something you want to reiterate... Just call it back in, otherwise it is what it is. But with that, why don't we start off with Wayne in Illinois. Hi, Ryan. Hi. It's A.A. Wayne, that nerd <laughs> from Alabama. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Alabama. I'm the postal janitor that runs the barbecue smokehouse <laughs> joint. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. We've had a lot of discussion recently about running backs. Didn't this issue come up three, four years ago? Probably. Nothing coming out of all of it. They didn't get what they wanted then. They're not going to get what they want now. Yep. Next, I forgot who called in about having a separate private account without his wife's name on it. I've been married 40 years. It's a bad idea. You covered most of the reasons why there's not going to, the reasons why it's not going to work out very well, but there's another one, a legal reason. If he dies, it's a lot more difficult for his wife to get the money to close out the account if her name isn't on that account. Most of my clients that have separate accounts are ones that are in their second marriage. You know, both spouses died. Now they're in their 60s or 70s or whatever. 
and they're trying to keep their assets separate. Their kids get their money, the stepkids right. don't, or they get a smaller amount. So it's just a, a function of trying to keep the two estates, you know, a little bit more separate, a little cleaner. Last, Fields is a top 100 player when you only consider the NFL quarterback. <laughs> Maybe that's what they meant when they said that he's a top 100. Shalom. Appreciate that call, Wayne. Everything you said was spot on. Um, that makes sense about the you know second marriage thing. Just saying, you know, I've been through this before. Let's just, you know, I mean, technically we're married, but let's be honest, man, we're we're whatever. We're I'm just lonely. <laughs> but I, I I and I don't know, but I, I'm getting the impression that it is very common among people my age and younger who almost look at you a little bit weird when you bring up the idea of not having separate accounts like what do you mean by that that's just weird so i don't know that's just kind of the impression that i get that the younger folk seem to want to my money's my money and your money's your money and that's just kind of the way i mean you know i mean not not all of it but it's like i i still want to have mine over here kind of thing i don't know but i appreciate the backup wayne Hey, Ryan, Steve up in Alaska. What up? Just uh, getting uh, some work done for the day. Had to do a little prep work. Made a, made a soup up today. Philly cheesesteak and potato. I used Ooh, the hands off my roast, smoked roast beef, bell pepper, mushrooms, onions, you know, pepper jack cheese, uh-huh. potatoes in it. So it's like a Philly cheesesteak, except soup form. Um, and I made a, a chocolate banana brownies as well. Come just on. to let everybody know what I spend my doing with day doing with food. But I'm, I'm calling... Guy called in, actually, you know, a bunch of people been calling and talking about the whole running back thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 there's a part of me that gets their point because, hey, you know, I'm a football player too, and I put up big numbers, and I want to get paid like a guy who puts up big numbers. Um, and we all understand it's only the, the one percenters that are really doing any of this. But on the flip side of it, I look at it as a as a silly societal thing that's that's progressively been going on that's been getting dumber and dumber over the years. Right. Um, uh, an example of it, I happened to notice that on on Hulu or no on Disney they have the old Muppet shows, and I was watching some of them, and in front of a couple of them they had these disclaimers about you know inappropriate materials and all that. I'm like, it's the Muppet show. What are you talking about? And as I'm watching it. The two that I saw that had it, one of them had uh, a skit about somebody from like India or, or you know, Pakistan or something like that. Some a skit about that, and then another one, it was uh, had a joke about Native Americans. And yeah. neither one of them were horrible. They just were there. It's the Muppet Show, right? It, you know. <laughs> was- well, I don't mean to go down this path because it's a football show, but I've definitely noticed what you're talking about, and there are, there are certain things that to me, seem entirely benign that our culture just cannot handle. They get into convulsions. But at the same time, there is the most vile garbage I've ever seen. I was thinking about this the other day. When you think back about your, let's say, formative years, you know, it's mostly guys here. You're a teenager. You think back about the, let's say, music videos for me when I was in high school. I was thinking about some of the videos and stuff. And even, But you can go back to Nat King Cole if you wanted to. There was always that tension and seduction, right? It was it was it was about being smooth and and being you know what I mean? Like there was so there were there were these 
you know, the, the girls had the guys to look up to and the guys had the girls to look up to. They're attractive, but it's always just this like, it, it, it was, it was, uh, I don't know a better word than seduction. And I was thinking about it, I'm like, who do, the, who do kids have today? Who do the teenage boys look up to today? And I was thinking about it, and then when I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's those rappers that just talk about vile, disgusting garbage. I can't even repeat it, but I'm assuming you know what I'm talking about. Their whole music video is basically just sitting on the camera. There is no seduction anymore. There's no, like, give and take in this little dance. It's just, hey, I'm trash. Like, oh, okay. Fair enough, I guess. It's unfortunate. But the point is, that's the kind of stuff that's out there. But yet, if any comment is made even grazing something that shall not be discussed, that's, we gotta put disclaimers up and, like, what, they're making a new Disney movie and, like, they're not gonna allow the princess to be rescued by the prince because that's inappropriate. Like, okay, okay, I don't, I don't even know what the heck is going on anymore. Anyways, I, I just, I had to get it off my chest. Go ahead. Nothing evil, wrong, or terrible about it. But they had to put disclaimers up. Right. Because, you know, it's offensive and rude for somebody to sing a song about calling, you know, to, you know, a love song to Native call, and a Native guy shows up going, hey, well, you looking for me? You looking for me? It, it was just a silly joke. Yep. Um, another personal example of it, I, uh, when I worked as a commercial diver, uh, it was during the, um, the oil spill. So we got shut down for a period of time. Well, the, you know, the Gulf got shut down, so we weren't really having any work. And a bunch of guys, well, the company, actually, I'm going to run out of time, but I might get to them. The company came up to us and asked everybody in the company if they were ta- willing to take a small pay decrease so that we could be able to put out lower bids to better our opportunities to get jobs. And you wouldn't have believed the amount of crying. Now, I get it. Nobody wants to give up pay that they earn, but if you're not working then you're not making any money. So you might as well give up a little bit of the pay so at least you can work. Yep. And that's kind of how I look at some of these guys. They're after money that they don't need to have, and I'm going to get out of here. My time's up. Steve calls back in, so we'll see what Steve's got to say again. Hey, I just want to finish that thought. It's, you know, they're, they're complaining about money that, I mean, let's let's be grand honest. Nobody's saying, I want to give up $3, 4000000 million. I don't need that. You, you can always use it. But when you're getting... Eight and ten million dollars a year. You don't need it, you know. So you got a job. You got a job that pays you a lot of money. You know, why not just be happy you have that job and you get to be out there? I mean, you do well enough, especially for Saquon Barkley in the New York market. He's going to get potential shoe deals. He's going to get commercial deals. You know, there's going to be all kinds. You know, just going in and doing speaking. And that that is a fairly good point because, you know, Saquon Barkley. And whoever his left guard is, they might have about the same value in terms of what they produce, you know, for the the guard. It's protecting the quarterback and also helping Saquon have areas to run. So they might be producing the same amount of value, but nobody gives a crap about the left guard. Nobody. He's not getting shoe deals. Saquon will, though. So when you talk about, well, I'm the one that's scoring all the points and all that stuff, right. In reality, you're not actually providing value that's what we know but you give the appearance of providing more value because you put up the fantasy football numbers so everybody knows your name you're a superstar and as a result you are going to make more money you're going to make more money than what you're actually worth in terms of you know the the value you bring on the football field now you might bring in more revenue because you're selling you know they're selling saquon jerseys and everything else because people like you 
And I'm not even saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's one of the perks of being the face of the franchise, even though you're not actually putting out as much value as you think you are. But, again, they don't recognize that. They don't see that, and so they're overvaluing themselves, and that is the problem. Engagements. He's going to get a lot of money besides his football career if he plays well and he gets his, face out, his name and face out there. He'll make way more than he makes. In, in his actual playing career. And most players, the vast majority of players can't say that. So yep. when these guys complain about, you know, them not making their millions of dollars more than they're already making in the millions of dollars range, I, I don't feel for them at all. Cause, you know, I'm, I'm happy if I were to get a, a $2 an hour rate that, you know, <laughs> somebody gave me two bucks an hour more, you know, I, I'd be stoked for that kind of raise. So I, I don't want to hear them cry about not getting another, $200,000 a game kind of money. Forget that. Anyways, I'm going to go. I got to take trash to the dump and get water and finish doing all my preppy stuff so I can go out and have some fun tonight. Y'all take it easy. Bye. Yeah, and I don't want to make the case that, you know, you're not getting what you're worth, but suck it up. You know, because that's not that's not the issue. You are getting what you're worth is the issue. You know, I mean, if, if you're worth 15 and you're getting 10, yeah, do what you got to do to get your 15. I mean, I, I, I'm i like you. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and weep over it. You <laughs> haggling over your extra 5 million. Oh, you poor thing. But but no, I'm, I'm, my case isn't, well, you should be grateful. My case is very specifically, you are not going to get any more because you're not worth any more. And, and I, I understand the panic because there is a decline, and that may continue. Because the NFL has been trailing on this issue and has been overpaying running backs. And I don't know how much further this is going to trend down. Um, it may just keep going. And kicking and screaming isn't going to do anything. Hello. Nico. Thank you. 
He'll take control and lead the team, defeat our foes like we all dream, and never cry like a big fat stupid baby looking there. <laughs> the boring days, all you haters can't go stuck in the egg and crawl back to that track that you follow. Hello? Well, it looks like my tape stopped playing <laughs> before the song was over. Sorry about that. Well, Nico, um, I could only understand about 10% of that, but I appreciated the part that I parts that I could hear. Something about a big fat baby and sucking egg and whatnot. It did sound good, too. I mean, as terrible as it sounded, you know, recording it and then playing it through a tape which is played through your phone, which comes into my computer, and then through it into the podcast. I mean, there's a lot of lot of uh, filtering going on there. But it kind of sounds like you know what you're doing a little bit. So, probably sounds great live. And I'm sure the lyrics were fantastic. I just don't know what they were. By the way, the uh, Google only picked up a couple words. I was super confused when I played this. I thought, I, was, I almost skipped it, because I was like, it looks like, I think he butt-dialed me. It says, stupid baby song, well, it looks like my tape stopped playing. Before the song is over, sorry about that. I'm like, what is stupid baby song? And now once again, I don't know if you're just finishing the song or what, but all it says is green massage. So we'll see what Nico has to say about the green massage. There we go. All right. <laughs> Sucking egg, right. All right. Other phone turned off again. That's good. That's good. I liked it. Um, you might have to send that to me. Maybe maybe it sounds bad either way, just coming through the phone or whatever. But for for what it was, I enjoyed it. Just saying, you don't have to. I don't care. I usually save those for the end, but I didn't know it was coming, so we are all surprised. But appreciate it, Nico. That was that was solid, man. Hey, Ryan, it's Jersey Mike. So, uh. I'm on my way to work this morning. It's uh, 4.40, and uh, this is the day after the first day of training camp. Uh, we got the second day of training camp coming up today, this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what time. But uh, I wanted to share a little bit of my expectation with training camp. Okay. Um, I kind of don't expect great news about the offense this training camp. And that might come as a surprise to some, but my my thought process is this. As we hear time in and time out, training camp is where you go to see what you can do. Roger said it all the time, you know, when he was in training camp, he throw a lot of interceptions. So I'm, I'm kind of expecting that, but worse. 
as this offense gets on pace uh, with each other, especially, you know, going up against that defense that they're going to be top five. I, I don't care if you think it's too early to say it. It's going to happen. You know, you, you will these things into existence by speaking about them. So let's Fair speak enough. about it. it. We're going to be a top five defense. Anyway, um, so I'm expecting guys like Love, Christian Watson, Jordan, uh, Jaden Reed, uh, Romeo Dubs. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting all of it to have clunks and at times bad clunks. Um, like where we're going to hear, we hear about, you know, Jordan Love underthrowing balls or, or whatever it might be. We, we need Jordan Love to do that. Um, that, that's, that's it. We need Sean Clifford to go out there and do that. We need McGrew or whatever the heck his name is to go out there and do that. We need to see who can do what, where you can push what, how you can push what, so that when it comes time for the actual season, you've practiced enough to say, hey, this is what I can do and this is what I cannot do. So, again, I'm expecting the offense to get worse before it gets any better this this, this training camp. And I think in the preseason games we'll kind of see some of it. But anyway, what are your thoughts? Go back, go. I made a similar point in tomorrow's podcast, especially regarding the defense. You know, I mean, if if we actually think that um, this defense is going to be great, then this offense, which has never really worked together and has a bunch of young guys, should not be able to tear our defense apart. That would be kind of terrible news for our defense. That was the one point I made. I'm not all the way there with you in terms of, like, I'm expecting this all the time. I've made I've I've already made the case that, you know, these things happen. We fully understand. You know, you got to push it a little bit and you got to make the throws that you wouldn't in the regular season, but I'm not going to give you that grace every single week, right? Yes, Rodgers threw more interceptions in training camp than he did in the regular season, but it wasn't like he sucked in training camp. He was quite good in training camp. He just, you know, occasionally would push the envelope. So yeah, I mean, you got to feel things out and learn right? You got to touch the stove. But the point is, you touch the stove, you find out it's hot, you don't do that again. If you come in and you just keep touching the stove and touching the stove and touching the stove, I'm not super excited about that. So yes, I mean, there there is grace there. And, and I think to some degree, you can't fully say, look, it's been bad, therefore it's going to be bad. Because there is a difference. And, and another point I made is, you know, maybe, maybe it is just going to be until regular season that we actually see him because he is just going to keep pushing it and whatnot. I don't know. But it really would be beneficial for everybody if he just tried to put it all together and say, I know exactly where to put the ball and where not to put the ball, and I'm going to demonstrate that here in training camp. So we won't have any definitive answers on, um, on Jordan Love. Maybe even by the end of this year, who knows? Certainly not by the end of training camp. But um, I'm not just going to give as much leeway as you are to say, you know, it's 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 okay and expected. You know, this is what I want you to do. I want you to 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 push it, which is going to result in interceptions. I I I don't. If you need to once in a while just to try it because you don't know any better and you just want to see for yourself, okay, fine. But at some point, I want you to just know that throw can't be made. That's where the throw is over there, and I'm going to throw it as it should be thrown, and we're going to just put together. So I, mean, I want you to beat the defense, right? That's it. I mean, the defense is being aggressive, too. They're doing things they wouldn't do otherwise, and they're trying to be aggressive and jump routes and do all this cool stuff, and that may cause them to get beat. But, you know, the defense isn't using that as an excuse. They're just kicking the crap out of the offense up and down the field. You know, I mean, if you're great, I just want you to be great. 
And so, yeah, there, there needs to be patience and there needs to be an understanding that training camp and the regular season are different, but that's not just a, a, a catch-all for everything in all times. And, and the good news is it did get better uh, in this today's training camp. It wasn't perfect, but it was improved. And I see that as a good thing, and I hope that it continues to trend in that direction. And I hope at least one time in this training camp I get my wish of just a flawless execution from Jordan Love. It's not necessary. It doesn't. It's not a requirement. It's just something that I want because I personally have concerns about his ability to play consistently, which means it's not great throw, great throw, pick, great throw, great throw, overthrow, overthrow, great. You know what I mean? It's just this constant great, bad, great, bad. Just stay up. Stay up. That's what... That's what Really good quarterbacks do. They they have down moments, but it's not like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. It's not even up, 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 down, up, 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 down. It's up, 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 down, up, 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 up. You know what I mean? Like it's that's the difference. When Aaron Rodgers did something terrible, it was shocking. It wasn't just another play. So that would be my perspective on that. Um I wanted to call back and talk about something else that's bothering me this morning. Um, this whole Naheem Hines contract, there's uh, this injury and, and all this stuff. Um, yeah. I, I got to say, there's uh, there's one thing here that's really messing with my head. Um, as I've described before, I work in some really hazardous conditions where people could easily lose their lives um, with making a mistake. So one of those things is that we get short-term and long-term disability which I think every company should offer, okay? And part of that is that if I get injured on or off the job and I have to take a significant amount of time off of work anywhere from a month all the way up to three years or something like that, um, my company will pay me a salary. Now, it's not going to be what I would normally make. I think it's somewhere around half of what I would normally make. Um, but it still covers me and people that are talking about Naeem Hines and saying, oh, well, he got into a ski, uh, a jet ski accident and he doesn't deserve anything and blah, 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 blah. Look, I, I, I understand the premise of what you're saying, but what you're thinking is absolutely wrong. Naeem Hines did not do something reckless and then get injured. This is not Naeem Hines running a jet ski up on a dock or something like that and hurting himself. He was out enjoying his life as he is entitled to do, like every single person on this planet is entitled to do, and a freak accident happened and caused him a, a, a major injury that's going to derail his, his career this year, and who knows how much longer after that. But that's not Naeem Hines' fault that that happened. And anybody who is acting like it is, is ignorant. What, you don't expect football players to be able to go out and enjoy their lives because some special contract says that if you do this and you get injured, you're not getting paid? I'm sorry. That, that's some, that's some middle, I'm, I'm not going to say the words. I don't need you to censor it. But you, you, you can imagine what I'm thinking. I mean, seriously, like, what happens if you're driving down the road and, you know, a drunk driver blindsides you, T-bones you, you're, you're spilled out all over the highway, you know, and, and guess what? Now you're in the hospital. You're in the hospital for months. You're all, the, all these medical bills are accruing. What, you don't, you don't deserve to have your paycheck covered because some jerk almost killed you? 
you 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 people got to do better. Anyway, go back golf. So I I'm sitting here thinking I don't I don't know if my work has anything like that. Uh, if they do, I am oblivious to it, and I would be kind of surprised by it. Um, <clears throat> just because in my mind, you know, if if I if I get injured and don't go to work, I use sick leave, right? Now, maybe there's some kind of uh, short-term, long-term disability thing. I, I don't really know how that all works, especially if it's did it happen at work or not. I, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. But I guess if I had got, like, let's say I was in a car accident, couldn't go to work, and then somebody at work told me, don't worry about it, you're still going to get paid, I would be like, oh, crap, I didn't, th- I thought I was just going to, you know, you use all, all your sick leave, and then... Um, I guess vacation if you want to, and then you just don't get paid. <laughs> would have been my expectation. I would I would have never thought that I would get paid to not be at work. But yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know, man. I um, I think there are a lot of grievances about coverage. I mean, th- that is, it's one of the negative things about the NFL in general. Is I I shouldn't even say it's negative. the The thought is, you know, you only play for this limited amount of time. You generally, for most of these guys, accrue some kind of injuries many of which end up being lifelong, and then the NFL doesn't provide any coverage beyond that, which I somewhat understand, but I, I also can't think of any instance in which that does happen. Again, I'll use if I retired today, would I get coverage? You say, well, you don't have a physical... Okay, okay if I did, if I did construction, and I retired at the age of 32, and I had a, a, a bad back and bad knees. Would I get medical coverage from that construction company for the next 30, 40 years? I don't think so. You say, well, they're, they're a rich billion-dollar company. That's, that's kind of beside the point, though. Because you could also throw in the face, these guys make millions of dollars. You can afford medical coverage. I mean, what, what, how much does it, like, really good medical coverage, what, what would that cost per year? Just by yourself, not with an employer. I mean, it's expensive if you're talking about just your average Joe, but if you're talking about a guy that's got $15 million in the bank, I think you can afford it. So, I mean, it's 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 not a massive thing for me either way. I think it would be a good thing for the NFL as a perk. And of course, these things are all negotiated, and they can be voted on, and for whatever reason, the players don't push it. And um, so that isn't, a, presumably that isn't a thing. Um, I didn't know much about this Naheem Hines thing. It sounds like, from what I'm reading here, the fact that he's not going to get paid is not really the contentious part. It's the fact that they're actually going to ask for money back that's already been paid. That's where they're in a little bit of a, a fist fight, which I'll be honest, man, that would be an uncomfortable phone call. Like, man, I'm so sorry that your season's ruined. I'm so sorry your career might be entirely over, you know, after you just led the league in, in return touchdowns. The only guy who had more touchdowns, or the, the only guy that had two return touchdowns was uh, Naheem Hines, and your entire season's done. And, oh, by the way, you're not making any money this year. Sorry about that. Um, oh, you knew that? Yeah, that sucks. Hey, listen, I got one more thing I wanted to talk about before I let you. How's your wife, by the way? Doing good? Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, we're going to need that money back that we paid you. Gave you a, gave you a million dollars signing bonus and then $600,000 workout bonus or whatever. Yeah, I need that back. You spent it? That sucks. I guess you're in debt. You know? That's kind of where it's like, you know... I understand you can't just let stuff go that like that, but I kind of feel like maybe you just forget about that rule and leave it alone. Anyways, why don't we go ahead and uh, take a quick break. Please remember to check out grassfedcooperative.com. Um, they've got uh, big old boxes of meat. You can get some steaks, some ground beef, some pork, whatever you need, delivered right to your doorstep. 
Um, I don't know if it's all of it or some of it does come with free shipping. So please check it out. And remember to use Packer10, capital P, as a promo code to get 10% off. If you want to support the podcast directly, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. You can do so for as little as $1 a month. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know, in the hobby, it's not easy of being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We always hype ourselves up thinking we're going to get some kind of a mint-signed Jordan Love card or something. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, is all just a shot in the dark. That is until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, I finally feel like I know what I'm getting. I don't know if you saw the video me and my son did. That was us on arenaclub.com looking for new cards for my kid. Still on our YouTube channel. You should check it out. They have an incredible website. Slab packs are way better than mystery packs. Immediately after your pulls, they put your cards safe in a vault. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club's got the card collection platform that you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. That is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. What's going on, U.S. Cellular customers? I've got good news, so don't hit skip, at least not yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What is Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks. Like $1,200 off any phone, plus $300 off any tablet. No, I didn't just misread that. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thank you. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get $1,200 off any phone, plus $300 off any tablet. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Brian. It's Aaron from Eau Claire. What um, just wanted to call in with a little thought about the nature of the different Packers teams over the years um, and particularly with the Aaron Rodgers sort of effect um, it's been mentioned many times before but it seems like when Aaron Rodgers was on the team for most of his career um, the, the team sort of had this complex where like the team psychology where it was like 
you know, you always believe you can win because you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And therefore, everyone hitches their success to Aaron Rodgers. Right. And when Aaron Rodgers doesn't play like he, you know, can, when he doesn't play his best, then everyone else falls apart around him. Or when he gets injured, everyone else falls apart around him. So it kind of always had this kind of uh, house of cards effect, you know, where it's like you're this uh, towering monster, but really it's kind of an illusion in terms of, you know, one, the minute something goes wrong uh, or, or Aaron Rodgers can't come to bail you out, um, it's kind of like it all falls apart. Um and it's, to me, looking back, it's kind of uh, not really that much of a mystery why, you know, Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl earlier on in his tenure with the Packers because the team, I don't think, had that same sense that because we have Aaron Rodgers, we're the big, scary boogeyman, and uh, they were probably hungrier as a whole team or uh, their identity as a team was less hitched to one person and more as a whole team. Um, I'm really excited about, and I think I think that's partially um, Aaron Rodgers' fault, to be honest with you, because, uh, or actually it might be almost entirely his fault because of the way he carried himself with kind of this arrogance that uh, you know, don't criticize me I'm that great, you know blah 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 um, and he really I think believed his own press clippings, so to speak uh, and sometimes that did not lead to um, an attitude that I guess coalesced the team around him Let's get to uh, part two Hey, just uh, finishing up my thought here. Um, yeah, the team. Uh, I, I'm I'm thinking that with Jordan Love, you, you're already starting to see it. People have been commenting on it on your show, on other shows, but this uh, this sense of hey, it's our team, not Aaron Rodgers' team, right? Um, you know, yes, it's Jordan Love's team, but. You can already tell that Jordan Love isn't that kind of guy who's going to sit there with a puffed-out chest and just, you know, basically uh, try to intimidate you with how, I don't know, how impressive his stats are or something. Um, Obviously, he hasn't gotten to that point in his career yet where he could even do that. But I don't get the sense that even, you know, if he does end up being really good, that he would necessarily be that kind of uh, player. Um, and also, it's, it's really interesting. I, I was watching that uh, Netflix special quarterback where it follows Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, and, um, and Marcus Mariota. And, you know, those three quarterbacks, I mean, I particularly like all three of them in terms yeah. of their personality. Um, they all seem like much more like team players that Aaron Rodgers... Mariota walking away from the team wasn't great, but otherwise, yeah. Did, you know, um, 
Aaron Rodgers likes to be the center of the universe, and those guys seem like, you know, uh, they have much more of a sense of team. So I'm eager to hear your thoughts on that. Um, I also, uh, I'm just really jacked up to 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 see what happens this season. You know, I've always been uh, a more of a defensive fan sure. than an offensive fan in terms of football. So I love a good defense, and that's why partially why it, it's always bothered me having Aaron Rodgers on the team, where everyone just um, the defense almost feels like, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers will get us out of the jam. Um, I, I like having a more defensive identity. I think we have the players to do it. So, anyways, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of pointed to that in the past in terms of, you know, you watch the entire team collapse. I mean, I forget what year it was, but, you know, I've mentioned it several times. The defense was actually looking quite solid. You know, the run defense, which was a big issue, of course, like every year was off to a great start. And Rodgers got hurt and the defense fell apart. And it was so confusing to me. And, you know, again, I'm kind of to the point now where you are, where I just feel like I think that is the team was, was too uh, identifying with, with Aaron Rodgers. And we, we saw it in other games, too, when teams were able to slow down Aaron Rodgers. Now, obviously, if you're able to get to a quarterback, it's going to hurt a team, but you start seeing wide receivers make drops and all kinds of mistakes. The offensive line isn't doing well, and it just feels like when Rodgers isn't in a rhythm, when Rodgers isn't working, nothing's working. Um, And it's almost like... It's a complex that was a borderline spell that was cast on everybody from not just Rodgers himself, but the coaches, the players, Packers fans, and just every NFL fan worldwide. That was, I mean, that's what you heard every, before every game. When you got Rodgers, you got a chance. When you, when you, you know, you never count out the Packers. They got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it was every game. It was every season. It was all anybody ever heard. So, yeah, I mean, that, that seemed to bleed into what everybody thought it's why nobody believes in the Packers this year because you know again the the whole identity of the team was Rodgers and the entire identity just left and the the biggest question I think I have is does the team still believe that it seemed to me the team fell apart when Rodgers broke his thumb or got injured last year everybody kind of started to lose their way it's like they gave up is that still the case now I mean I, I know we're hearing good things in terms of their belief in themselves or whatever but you know, they really have to build a an identity that is not centered around Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know why that was such a powerful thing that, I mean, it seemed like most people or everyone kind of bought into that, but, um, you know, that that's something that remains to be seen. Can you build an identity? Can you believe in yourself without Aaron Rodgers, or are you buying in like everybody else that without Rodgers we're nothing? I think it's I think it's foolish, and I'm sure there are some people like Jair or whatever that you know I'm a freaking dog no matter what. I don't care what's going on on the other side of the ball. But and it's good that we have so many young players. I mean, Christian Watson isn't going to say that. Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed and Musgrave and Kraft these guys aren't going to say that. And you know, Deguara is relatively young and came up with love. So hopefully, for the most part, we don't have that. I mean, honestly, the entire offense. You know, AJ Dillon and you know, the, most of the offensive line aside from Bakhtiari are, are young guys. So hopefully there isn't that massively ingrained in everybody, but there, there still needs to be an identity that's built. And I, and I think confidence needs to be built. They need to prove it to themselves. They can say it all they want, but until they go out and start winning games and going, hey, actually, we, we actually can do this. We don't need Rod. Holy crap. I think until that happens, it, it, there might still be that complex of, I don't know if we can do this without Rodgers, despite what they're saying. And that, that 
probably bleeds down to the coaches and, and everybody else as well. Some fear of like, I, I don't know what we are without Rodgers. I don't know how to do this without him. So they, they need to, to get off to a fast start. They need to score some points, get some sacks, win some games. And, and once that happens, that's when your identity will start to... And, and you find out what the identity is. Is it defense? Is it running the ball? Is it play? Is it, is it Jordan Love, you know? But um, yeah, that, that is something to be concerned about and, and something to monitor, I guess. Hey, so hey. I was listening to the podcast today on 72723, just to timestamp that. And uh, I was listening to you talk about how you didn't hear a whole lot of the offensive line. Um, isn't that a good thing, though? Like, isn't the O-line the only position where you don't want to hear anything? Because if you're hearing stuff, normally it's because that they get flags on them, they uh, gave up a big, uh, they gave a big, a bad, bad time for the quarterback or the receiver or the halfback or anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm defending the, the O-line a little bit because it's, uh, yeah, like I said, it's it's one of the only, if not the only, position area where no news is good news. And then when it comes to... Hello. Thomas. Nothing. Do an awesome oh, job. Oh, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. All right. Um... I, I, I never remember what I even said, so I, I don't know what you're addressing, but I don't think I was necessarily complaining about the offensive line or saying that they were doing bad as a result of not hearing. I was just saying I don't have any news about the offensive line. However, um, it actually did seem like the offensive line was, I mean, first of all, this is not offensive line territory, right? Usually this is just when you hear about wide receivers, corners and whatnot. And then when the pads come on, that's when you hear a little bit more about it. But, um, the one thing that was clearly evident was there was no ability to run the ball whatsoever. <laughs> that was just, uh, the offensive line was just getting smoked. Plus, I think maybe a little bit yesterday, a lot of it today, Jordan Love was constantly under pressure. So, um, not a ton specifically about the offensive line that I heard, but just as a unit, there was a whole lot of just, it doesn't seem like the offensive line is winning, which isn't a terrible thing because it means the defensive line is winning. But, um, I'm kind of clarifying what I think I said in regards to what I think you're responding to, but I'm I'm not entirely sure. Hey, Ryan. Hi. Uh, I've had my chance to watch highlights and yeah. editorials and read up on stuff on podcasts and everything else to uh, at least get my first take on training camp. I do believe uh, there are a lot of good things to take away from the first day. Um, guys are looking sharp. Um, it's good to see guys riding the bikes. Yes. It's a great tradition. Uh, I just was wondering if you... Question 1218 North Van Buren no. Street Department. Please last 10 letters. Yes. What's happening? Anyways, uh, I didn't know if the listeners knew that the Jets have their own tradition. That tradition is uh, they the players come out of the locker room and the homeless people are all lined up with their uh, grocery carts, and the players push a grocery cart out to the practice field. I didn't know if anybody's ever seen that. I haven't seen videos, but I heard about it. Yeah, it's I'm a out. tradition. Long-standing. It started in the 
in the fifties, I think actually. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. I, I think, I think actually, believe it or not, we're going to end it on that note. Uh, it's a little bit early, but we're actually cruising through a lot of these calls a little faster than I thought. We had 16, we're down to six. So I just want to make sure, I'm sure plenty of calls will come in, but just want to make sure that we got enough for, um, for everything tomorrow. Uh, I appreciate the calls from everybody. And, um, Tomorrow, we'll have a little bit of a a recap on what happened from my perspective and whatnot. But I will talk to you then. Have a good one. Bye-bye.